Welcome. Bienvenue to the Fantasy Tools Podcast. This is a show where fantasy tools discuss fantasy tools. I'm your host, Eric Renz, and I'm joined by my co-host, Michael Peterson. Our mission is to discuss fantasy baseball and the tools that we're developing that help us manage our teams. Cue that intro music. pieces of baseball information which one of these is more important to you framber valdez throws what you would acknowledge as the first true no hitter this season and jose ramirez knocks out tim anderson one hitter yeah, i yeah. think the one hitter is more important than the no hitter uh in in what way explain your thinking it's more fun it's true i mean has has more arguably more fantasy implications you know that i spent a hundred dollars on tim anderson and tgfbi that was before he got hit in the face no yeah after yeah before <laughs> is he actually is he on the il from that i watched him go down and thought i gotta get that guy no he <laughs> got the suspension because he put his fists up wait so he got suspended even though he was the one that got hit in the face yeah but because because he very obviously in the film clip was he puts his hands up yeah i mean it's it's a big step to like actually throw your hands up like we're gonna fight you know that's not a common mlb occurrence not not lately yeah there's i mean there's a lot of hold me back but the thing that i liked about the video and i encourage everyone to watch it because it's objectively hilarious was the umpire just being like oh his fists are going up i'm out of (laughs) here oh yeah he he moved out of there really fast what exactly so all right let me i'm watching it here again okay standing over him ramirez gets in his face tim anderson looks bigger oh what are you doing well jose ramirez is not tall you know he's probably got 30 pounds on him yeah he's, he's square but he's not he's not a tall guy come on Tim. yeah um well tim anderson white Sox in general i guess the thing that's more interesting is that the white Sox are terrible and the so white Sox are really just like this is a this is a shitstorm of a year yep yep i mean they sold a bunch of they sold a bunch of pieces presumably they tried to sell tim anderson but he's been so bad. I mean, Tim Anderson yeah. has been so bad this year from a fan. It's probably what Jose Ramirez said. <laughs> yeah. And um, anyway, congratulations to Framber Valdez on his no-hitter. Good job. <laughs> all right, we can move on to TGFBI here. Um, I don't know what to say. Tools. Che- I mean, congratulations, first of all. So tools check in. I'm at 260, which is down one from 259, whatever, in the noise. You are up 188, up from 252. You told me earlier why you think this is. Is is it just four wins? Oh, it's all the wins. I've gotten wow. last week wow. I got five wins. Yesterday I got four wins. Wow. It's 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 winning time. Wow. And that's where I've been behind. I mean, when we talked about this, it was like one of the big things I need to get a lot of starts in, not because of the K's necessarily. I'm ahead in K's, but my wins are so far behind. Yeah. You just need to get guys out there. I mean, you can't get a win. Unless you start the game, right? <laughs> or, I mean, unless you have starts in TGF. Well, Eric Swanson got one for me. So. Well, th- that's true, but you can't... Okay, the the best, the most sure path to getting wins is to have yeah, a start. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> right? Is to Correlation is far tighter with uh, starts than with uh, <laughs> games played. And, yeah, and you're doing great on Ks. I mean, I'm I'm jealous. This this is the type of thing that people should be doing, right? Is look at your, look at your team, see, oh, I'm way behind on wins. You went out there, grabbed the bull by the horns, got a bunch of wins. Congrats. 
Well, well it's probably good. It's it's probably good that we did that because I was thinking like I am I feel like I'm ahead in K's. Like I may might need to like really focus on 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 saves. And I instead I kind of middled. I only I added a couple guys that I think could get some save opportunities now, but I w- was thinking about going even further. Yeah. This is good. Did you do any pickups? I traded Patrick Wisdom finally for Eddie Rosario, and I just in the catcher shuffle Christian Vasquez for Jan Gomes. That 100% doesn't matter, but I just did it anyway. I had nothing this week. Nothing, because I had a couple guys coming off the IL. I had to shuffle ah, them. I have to shuffle around, figure out. I think, what, do you, what do you think of this Rosario pickup? Is this, I mean, Patrick Wisdom is dead weight at this point, so it's not, you know, who cares? Oh, but man, is, Rosario is so frustrating. He's yeah. just... He might blow up for you, and either way, I'm basically. I mean, I'm basically hoping to ride, catch some lightning with him. That's all I can really do. Yeah, Jan Gomes does not matter. Well, yeah, but Christian Vasquez didn't matter either. Mm-hmm. You know, I was looking back at the. Um, I was looking back at the catcher saga this year, and it's the demise of Logan O'Hop that. Uh, that really oh, hurt. Logan O'Hop. I mean, he he actually was a non-zero reason that I ended up in the top ten in the first place. Was that he was just raking it? Great catcher. start to the season, yeah. Um, well, my my pickups have done pretty well since then. I got Ismani Grandal and Yanier Diaz, who have both been, you know, have been have been pretty good. So I think that the that Diaz was available when I picked him up. That was really yeah. helpful. Those are good pickups. I like this. Fourteen home runs. I mean, yeah. that's that's really all you need from the catcher spot. You just get some dingers when you're out there. If you get 20 home runs from a catcher spot, that's unbelievable, right? That's it's why Gary Sanchez is useful when he's useful. Bingo, bingo. When he's playing well. I mean, same thing was true for Mike Zanino, right? He's gonna wreck yeah, your average, but yeah. hit 20 home runs, no problem. You can't wreck your average because he's he's getting no at bats. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's announce, of course, that EPL is back next week. Uh, we're getting back into fantasy. You built your team. I saw. I built my team. We'll chat about mm-hmm. that at some point, I'm sure. However, I, I have a, a bad bad news, which is that the demise of 538's at least soccer coverage means that you're gonna have to build a new scraper for us to do our okay for us to do our weekly uh, weekly picks. Hopefully, it's not based off this Premier League thing. That's why That's I awful. didn't use the Premier League thing in the first place because it's yeah, yeah. so bad. Sometimes I will. What do you to. What do you think? You think? I mean, we switched everything to MLB. With the, the idea that, like, well, if MLB goes, MLB.com goes under, then all of baseball's gone under. The same thing is kind of true for the Premier League, but their website is so hard. <laughs> do you think I should, should I bite the bullet and fight with the website, or should I do something else? I think trying to find Sky, see if we can mm. go through Sky, might be more, more useful. Yeah, you, I'd have to remind myself what all is in there that needs to get replicated. Well, we need, I mean, we need wins, loss, draws. We need who's playing the upcoming week is the most important part. Right. Because yep, that's, that's what we really yeah. need. Okay. And Schedule. ideally, we'd have something about goal differential, goals scored, goals allowed. Wow, the bottom is stacked. <laughs> 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 I mean, there, there, are, there are at least five teams that are fighting for last place. <laughs> They're dying. They're just <laughs> dying to get relegated. Yeah. 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 That's... So uh, nice to be here. Unbelievable. Anyway. Okay, this week on the pod, we're going to do pitchers in order. And this is actually a little bit harder than I thought. This is all part of our longstanding plan here to build 
sensical predictions for mm. um, for ourselves on based on what's happening on games. Yeah. And my my basic my basic tagline here is, you know, we're we're busy guys, and yeah. I don't always have time to check that CBS is right with their starts, and when they aren't, it's really frustrating. <laughs> yeah, though to be to be fair to CBS, it is it is a bit like a utility of like. You only notice it when it's not there. Like, I depend on CBS to be correct. And quite frankly, it's better than Yahoo and ESPN. Though I I guess the NFC is is pretty decent. NFC is good. I I mean, okay, to be fair, I should not be as mad at at CBS. And I'm really not that mad, but I would like to have, I would like to have some control over like, this guy's going to start here. These are the these are the pitchers that they're going to be projected against at that time. Because that's one thing that I find a little hard to find on CBS. I can always, I can usually figure out when my guy's starting. I don't necessarily know who he's going against. Yeah. And sometime in there's our not a real good way. It's clearly in the back end somewhere, but not really a great way to see it all. Yeah. In in our in my vision for our expanded universe, there would also be a way to look at the projected lineup of the guys that they're facing so it's not just the team i mean it is the team but then some link that says click this will show you what we think their lineup might be against this guy right um, oh. so i've got all of that these are all the guys that are gonna sit yeah exactly i mean that's the type of stuff um any flatulent fella will sit so here's, here's what i've got for you uh this week which is of course this is not as easy to automate as one would hope however the data is actually straightforward to grab. So we're actually in a different scenario than we've been in before, which is we need to develop an algorithm to take a look at all this data. We have all the data. The issue is I don't know how to process it well enough. Mm. Mm. Love it. That never happens. I know. I know this is not usually our issue. It's usually that I'm complaining because I can't get data and (laughs) I don't know what to do. So the first thing that I have is we'll do a little bit of a live look at the data and then we'll talk about some teams. So I had, I built one strategy, which was, I'm just trying to predict sort of large language model style, what pitcher comes after the pitcher who just went. Yeah. So I made this, I made this thing, this CSV called nextup.csv that basically looks at, hey, who pitched yesterday based on who pitched behind him last week, who's coming up today. And I got to tell you. Oh, and you got on deck. I got to tell you, it's not that accurate. (laughs) (laughs) I was spot checking these and like, I mean, I obviously first thing went to the twins and it's Sonny Gray today, not Joe Ryan. Oh no. I was like, what does this mean? What, what am I missing? Well, here? cause you, but you, cause it's like the moving window is what we're really needing for this. Right. Not yes. Like some general rule of thumb. So I think we'll talk. So this, this is my naive first attempt before I just dump all of the data on you. So this is what I tried to do. And I think, but I think this is the product that we want. I mean, this is the part where I want to ask you what product we want. So I was thinking. This is the end product that we want. Yes, exactly. I agree with that. We want a flat file that has every team and it has the next pitcher, the pitcher of the day, and then the pitcher is coming the day after yeah and and I, I mean i would love to go even further out you know and i'd love to tie this like uh, in, extensions i could imagine would be uh listing go out listing their opponent days. Go, going out seven days listing their opponent um listing what day it's actually happening because right now i'm not telling you is this going to be in this fantasy week or next fantasy week <laughs> i'm just telling you mm-hmm. next time the angels play i think lucas giolito is going to pitch right and that's solely because pablo sandoval went yesterday and lucas giolito right usually follows pablo sandoval that's kind of it there's a logic 
okay, let's let's come back to this in a second. Let me let me just dump the rest of the data on you. So what I did was I have all of the guys, I have all of the starters for every game, and then I folded them into groups of five. So if you look at a specific team, let's start with the Braves. So theoretically, a guy could come up in a row twice. So the goal, yeah, absolutely. And, that, and that's what we'll talk so, about. Oh, so, there we go. I'm looking at Atlanta. Charlie Morton, week 11. He's the ace, and he's the number five pitcher. Way to go. So Atlanta is Atlanta's the right one to, to talk about for sure, to start with. First of all, because they're a good team, right? So they're racking up wins. So you'd actually like to have a sense of <laughs> when your guys are going to go. Uh, and they're, yeah. So, I mean, all I did was I took the I took the unsorted list of all the guys that started game one to whatever at 110 or something right now and folded them. So we've gone through the rotation, the rotation, quote unquote, 23 yeah. times. And I just just folded guys, just folded them in. And so it start, started off relatively normal. First round, Max Fried, Spencer Strider, Jared Schuster, Charlie Morton, Dylan Dodd. Next time through the lineup, for whatever reason, Bryce Elder already replaced Max Fried. Spencer Strider, still number two. Jared Schuster, still number three. Charlie Morton, number four. Dylan Dodd, number five. Okay, this seems to be working well. Then we go... Bryce Elder is Bryce still the Elder. ace. Spencer Strider gets Kyle skipped Wright. for Kyle Wright <laughs> out of nowhere. Then Spencer Strider, Charlie Morton. Bryce Elder's back already <laughs> on four, like fourth days. Yeah. Fourth days. And Jared Schuster got skipped. Jared Schuster got skipped. Dylan Dodd got He's skipped because you're back to Kyle Wright. <laughs> I mean, it's like all of a sudden, all of a sudden it's like I thought each one of these columns was going to be one guy. And sometimes you get a good run of that. Yeah, there were three weeks in a row where Charlie Morton... Weeks 9 through 11, Charlie Morton was number one. Spencer Spencer Strider was number two. Man, this is annoying. But. Yep. Great. It's any, it's, but the whole point is, like, at any given time, can you predict the next seven games? Right. So we care a little bit less about what happened in cycle zero, which was the very beginning of the season. And we care more about, okay, the last five guys were Yanni Chirinius, who we didn't even talk about yet, <laughs> Max Fried, Bryce Elder, Charlie Morton, Spencer Strider, who comes next? <laughs> like Max Fried. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. We we one would assume that it's Yanni Chirinos, but they have all these other guys in here. They got Bryce Elder, who's who well, he, he won't go for another two days. They got AJ Smith. They got Max Fried. They got this guy who started in their in their seventeenth cycle, Colby Allard. Who's that guy? <laughs> who's Al Winnens? Who are these guys? And then like Michael Soroko, but he's back. Soroka's appeared back? a couple times. I mean this is why this has become a problem because if you asked me three weeks ago who's going to follow Spencer Strider you know normally one would say Bryce Elder you know Bryce Elder's followed him for typically follows him for weeks and then suddenly you're like actually it's it's Mike Soroka <laughs> and then next week it's going to be Yanni Chirinos I'm like oh no this this is hard this is a hard algorithm is this like listed somewhere I mean I know that MLB has probable pitchers but like and we, ha- I mean, so we have it in fantasy, but in in CBS and, and NFC, but like, is it? I believe in I believe in ESPN. If you look at their depth chart, they tell you. Let me let me click on a team here. Let's click on no, 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 no. I want like, is there a place that has the schedule for the entire week? Like, does does the MLB make you um, give that information in some way, the same way the lineup card, you know? I don't think I don't think you're required to do anything until the lineup card. And I, I don't think there's anything until the lineup card. And 
I mean, we know that pitchers are scratched at random times as well. And that's always going to be part of the nightmare with this. Okay. I mean, they have, they're telling you who they think. On, on ESPN, they do think it's supposed to be Spencer Strider, Max Fried, Charlie Morton, Bryce Elder, Yanni Chirinos. That lineup has not happened once this year. <laughs> so I don't know what, you know, that, that set of five has not happened once. Yeah. And if you go, so I'm looking at probable pitchers on MLB.com and it's already got for Wednesday, New York Yankees, TBD. So the question is, are we going to be right? Let me, who's our, who's our next up for Yankees? Clark Schmidt. Is Clark Schmidt on the aisle? <laughs> I don't I don't know. I don't know. Clark Schmidt. Well, we'll find I mean, out. Clark Schmidt has followed Garrett Cole for the most part this year. It's been a lot. So do we say Max Fried is going to be the one to start tomorrow? In, in Atlanta. Uh, yeah. So we, yes, go, we say Yanni Chirinos today, okay. Max Fried tomorrow. Did you do any spot checking on? I did. I mean, a bunch of the, a bunch of these are good actually, but but like is eighty eighty percent isn't really good enough for this to actually use it. I I think that we have to actually, given the number of TBDs there are already by Wednesday and Thursday. Yeah, we need some. We're gonna have. I mean, this to me is like I need some piece of information, and and it's it's not even. I mean, it's good for pitchers. It's also good for batters, right? I would like to know. Who my guys are going to face on Thursday? Mm-hmm. There's some. Oh, it's really important for us, Josh Lowe and um, the Dragon, Travis Jankowski, <laughs> owners. We got to know who where are the left-handers, and now yeah. Alex Verdugo. Oh my! <laughs> so, but the problem is, I mean, I started with the next next up, which I think is valuable. I think it's currently, I think it's as good as we're going to do. But I would like yeah. to. I just feel like looking at these CSVs of the teams of the guy of the list where I folded all the guys, I just feel like there's an algorithm to be developed here that can help us figure out that, you know, okay, actually the Yankees recently have been doing Garrett Cole, Johnny Burrito, Domingo Herman, Clark Schmidt, Luis Severino. Like, oh, interesting. I think that we would need dates in here to help mm-hmm. us to see if there is because there, there's probably some, like, number five gets skipped when there's an extra day in there. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, we're just going to get Garrett Cole in on his on four days of rest. So, so one thing I could push would be sort of the gap between days. So it would be like, there'd be mm-hmm. a bonus thing that's like, okay, one day. Ooh. This was the next day. Could we just put, yeah, let's yeah. put that in here. Yeah, that would be easy Into, to do. So it's not like zero, ace, number two, three, four, five. We have a... We have a blank. Yeah. yeah, so based on the days, that would be really useful. Okay. Um, the trick is, like, I also waffled about how to fold these. So the other team that I would think about would be the Dodgers, who I typically think of as having a six-man rotation. They actually don't. <laughs> they they have six guys who pitch, but it's a five-man rotation for the guys who pitch. Like, Julio Urias pitches every five starts, more or less, which turns out to be bad for us this year. But well, same thing. Same thing is true for Tony Gonsolin, right? Tony Gonsolin pitches every five guys, but like, ah, oh, buddy, <laughs> no Syndergaard, no longer. No Syndergaard. Don't have to worry about that anymore. Uh, one thing that I toyed around with that I'd be curious to get your thoughts on was having was instead casting this as like an anchor pitcher. Like I always put take the Dodgers. I always put Tony Gonsolin in the first column, and we see who falls after him in order. So like. Instead of having a week where Tony Gonsolin is one and five, for example, he shows up one. There's actually no fifth guy, and he just lines back up into the the first column or something. 
Um, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Actually, the one who's the most consistent in this LA, uh, LA Dodgers scenario is Clayton Kershaw. I know, it's pretty funny, actually. <laughs> Wait, but that's because he plays, and he's like, I don't even try to push me. Yeah, minus the part where he's been out for the past five rotations, but or six rotations, but, you know. <laughs> I know, he's, and then he's going to come back in. He's going to be, like, number four the whole way through the rest of the season. Yeah, exactly. He's, I go in, I go in right here. I slot in right here. It's pretty funny, it's actually. Thing, guys. It was pretty funny to me. Uh, I think we start with the let's put in blanks for okay. off days and see if that aligns things a little bit better. Okay. And if not, yeah, I think we do have to. I think you should try to figure out if there is with the off day, if there is a player that goes consistently on every whatever day, five days. Yeah. I mean, I sort of assume that you. I mean, I sort of assume that the reason that some guys like um like spencer strider show up in the one and five slot is because exactly like you said they had an off day or they had a rain out suddenly he's in yep right yeah and then some of these guys are coming in because there was a double header yeah you know yep exactly this victor gonzalez start what was that (laughs) dude some of these starts who the hell are you some of these starts are like but i mean that's kind of one of the interesting things about just looking at this data like brewster gratterall had a start (laughs) Like, what are you doing? Well, hello there. <laughs> what are yeah. you doing starting a game? You know, and it's these yeah. things that actually you don't pick up if you're just playing fantasy because why would why would I be looking for Victor Gonzalez or Brewster Gratterall to be starting a game for the Dodgers? I would never own them. No, 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 no. I would, well, so I, this is what happens every year. It's like at the end of the season, you get these things where you're looking at stats. You're like, one game started. <laughs> when was that? But if you owned him at the time, you're like, like I remember, um, oh, who was? Who's it? There's a longtime starter, Hudson. Daniel Hudson. No. Which one? No, he's Hudson. Um, yeah, no, uh, there's I... a longtime starter who was in Arizona, and there was one day I just had him in my lineup, and there's one day all of a sudden wake up the next morning, you got to save. What? Who's <laughs> <laughs> supposed to start today? Yeah. Then his start gets pushed back, and it was one of those weeks where it was like I actually didn't need a save. <laughs> That's think, great. Thank you so much. I actually need another win. I mean, to me, actually, again, as with any project where I just dump a bunch of data on us, I do learn something from from just looking at these and seeing the patterns and seeing, actually, sometimes there's no pattern <laughs> in these and got to figure out what to do with that and how to how to make predictions from that. There's a lot of noise and that's fine. I think that about brings us to the review session. Seth Brown. Why are we talking about Seth Brown? I, you are the one who put this order together this year. I mean, I algorithmically know, we just talked about algorithms. I know algorithmically why Seth Brown is here. It's because this is when he was drafted. Yeah. You know, right. And are people disappointed? A little bit. No, 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 no. He's fine. Can, can you be disappointed? Okay, let me, let me give you. You can't be me... disappointed. Everybody at this point in the season, you can't be disappointed. And at this point in the draft where they were, you can't really be disappointed. Exactly. But, um, Let me give you his stats up. I mean, you can be disappointed by the fact that he's only played 67 games. Okay. Uh, 237 PAs. He's got 10 home runs, amazingly. 32 RBIs, 22 runs, two stolen bases, and a 222 average. I actually assume that those 32 RBIs are a decent chunk of the of the athletics total. Yeah. They don't have that many uh, runs. Yeah. They don't have that no, many runs. Not. Um, 272 Babbitt. His hmm. 273 Babbitt last year, and he hit 230. Wow. So the only thing that he really had going for him last year was 25 home runs. Yeah, but 25 home predicted. runs. I mean, 25 home runs, I guess 11 stolen bases. Ugh. So, yeah, he's 20, less than 25 it. home runs at 
a corner infield not the worst? No, I mean that's especially in like a TGFBI where you roto, it's useful, but you're not screaming to get him. Yeah, he, do we care? He's older than I thought. First of all, so I mean, getting, getting <laughs> I know I the had that same thing too. The long-winded way to get to your answer is like I think we really don't because he's older than I thought he was. <laughs> you know, so it's really like, hmm, okay, this guy's really uninteresting. He made a little bit of noise earlier in the season, and then it was nothing do you have do you have his um his ownership totals do you know what he did he peak somewhere i mean he cannot be high no i don't have that off. i could it would take me a second to get get that the only oh i should be coming in with the ownership total shouldn't i i mean the only silver lining is that he does bat in the top four for a you know an atrocious team but and he's eligible everywhere that is true but okay let me i you know what i'm gonna take a second and look at we got to look live at what TGFBI ownership is for him. We got, I need to know. It's going to be 88. Your guess is 88. I think that mm-hmm. would be insane if he's at 88. I'm going to, first of all, I'm going to assume that he's a free agent. How about that? Ooh, I don't know if he's that's not, a assumption. He's not free agent in my league. Yeah, that's good a for bad him. Assumption. 93. Sorry. Wow. Seth Brown, 93%. I, I, I'm sure that whatever you're, you what? took the under on 88. <laughs> For, oh, 100%. 100%. Uh, 93% owned, 59% started. Um, wow. He's only eligible at first base and outfield. He is on the guy's bench in my TGFBI league. So there is that. Oh, so in, in CBS, he's 12% rostered. Yeah, I mean, I mean that, that tells you the difference. But he, he's right He's right on that TGFBI cusp, right? He's not useful mm-hmm. in a 10. There's no way he's useful in a 10-teamer. Zero chance. But, no, if you're relying on him as anything, then you're lost your season. Right. But there is that shoulder of guys who have to be owned in TGFBI because the lineups like, are deep. I had to pick someone up, and he's a warm body, and he's going to start, and he's now on my bench because he might start again. Yeah. So he, he was added in my, in my league, not to call out other owners. He was added for $22 May 14th. I mean, that is right, that, that was, yeah. really was his hot start. That was it. Do you want to see a home run or a hit-by-pitch? <laughs> Obviously a hit-by-pitch. Clearly hit-by-pitch. Oh, pitch. I did a home run. Oh, look at that. You know, he doesn't look bad in the uniform. His avatar is awful. No, he, he looks... He does not promote confidence. He looks like he should be a, a good Oakland athletic. He just has nobody around him. Yeah, he's yeah. he looks like he should be the number seven hitter. How is his defense? Yeah, please tell me what his defense is. His defensive rating, defense, fielding, and positional adjustment combined is negative 5.8. Don't love that. His war is 0. 0.2. Wait, what posi- What position is he playing in, mostly? In actual games? He, let us see. Let us see. Oh, he's playing. He's splitting between outfield and first. Totally. No, 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 yeah, he's he's splitting, but he's in the outfield much more often. I and like last year, he did the same thing. That even less. I like that even less. Give give a guy one spot. Yeah. Well, when you have a stud like Seth Brown in your lineup, you gotta just plug and play. Dude, he gets he gets to DH. They're batting him. They're playing him in left field and right field, not center. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> Someone like Seth should not be. Oakland Coliseum is not not a small ballpark though. I mean that's that's doing him no favors. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta on, doing him no favors to uh, Rome on the defensive side there. Uh, so he's I don't all, like him. 
He's always like, been an athletic. I'm seeing. No, oh, come on, oh, come on. Be a little. Let's be a little bit nicer here. Well, he was drafted right behind Jose Barrios. Is that true? Here's a, yeah. So here's number two fifteen. My friend Whit Merrifield, then Ramon Laureano, Grayson Rodriguez, Michael Conforto, Jose Barrios, Seth Brown, Josh Rojas, Jameson Tyone, Colton Wong, Miguel Vargas. I'm sorry, Seth Brown is ob- well. Miguel Vargas is the guy we're talking about next week, but I mean, of all of those guys, except for Miguel Vargas, he's the one that stands out as like, what? You'd rather, obviously rather have any of these other guys. How is Grayson doing this year? Grayson Rodriguez. He's fine. 6 ERA, 1.49. So, but at the same time, it's, I would rather pick a random 23-year-old pitcher. For sure. On a decent team than Seth Brown. 100%. 100%. Seth Brown is going nowhere. I mean, he's... This is... It's it's so mean. He's... Look, here's their lineup yesterday. Cody Thomas. Don't know who that guy is. J.J. Blade. Have heard of him, at least. Zach Geloff. Okay. Seth Brown. Bob Geldof? Yeah, Bob Geldof, please. Uh, Seth Brown. Okay. What... what Who's he going to bat in on that list? <laughs> no one. No one. And then Tyler Soderstrom and Jordan Diaz. Got to bring him home. <laughs> no, this is... A, this is... An, this is a fine player who should be a um end of the bench backup on TGFBI level oh yeah oh no i meant in the in the majors he shouldn't be get like he shouldn't be getting 67 games i think that he would be like sure he'd be a good replacement infielder outfielder on like on an above average team i mean like the twins sure well this is a twinsy player dude they re- they replaced, Where is he going to sign next? They replaced He's... Brent Rooker with him. Oh. You know, so for, former Twins. The Twins the Twins athletic pipeline this, is, is real. Geez. This, we just found another one for you. <laughs> just call Rocco right now. Get the this scouting guy, report. He's going he's gonna to bat 7-8 next year. He's, he's going to be the guy that comes in when Byron Buxton goes down. Wait for it. He's, there you go. Exactly. That's the spot. He's going to play on the other side of Max Kepler. Everyone's going to be like, the defense for the Twins is down this year. <laughs> he is. Well, okay. He costs. He's on a one-year contract. That's good. 730K. That also is very twinsy. It's like a guy that only doesn't make a million dollars a year. It's sign us up. I I mean, I, fe- I feel bad because he is, he is an MLB baseball player, right? I mean. Yeah. No. No, he's is what I'm saying. Is like I could you could also see him being on like a World Series team of being like the backup and they're coming back out here with Seth Brown. He's coming in, he's gonna be uh they got a lot of lefties in his lineup, I'm gonna have him in there. Well you, you know, get, that kind of thing. Yeah, he well he get he gets in because they had to do some sort of complex pitcher switch and they needed a defensive sub and he yeah, never yeah, comes yeah. never comes to the plate, but just a Or does come or yeah, uh, yeah, yep, yep, yep. I mean, he's not even—he's not even playing enough to get percentile rankings this year. In everything. In yeah. everything. I mean, you look at—you look at what he did last year. Oh, dude, K's all the time. Reasonably fast for a thirty-one-year-old. Good, good for him. Who are we doing next week? The aforementioned Miguel Vargas. Time for a little housekeeping. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter. Fantasy Tools, mind the Z. Thank you, Mild Manor, for letting us use your tunes. Be sure to follow them on SoundCloud and Facebook. Feel free to email us with questions or comments. Send us messages at fantasy.tools at gmail.com. Again, mind the Z. All I've got left is, we're select to you, buddy. We're select to you, too. Yeah!